ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again to the Cirque and Bredicus podcast. I'm here, Rooster, with a very drunk crow. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a little, a little, uh, a little jam session before, where I think I drank a half a bottle of Jameson. So we're it's good. not like a, it's not like a, it's a beer bottle of Jameson. Yeah, well, I had a beer beforehand. So yeah, but it wasn't. It's not like don't uh, make for, anybody for, think it's a fifth a of Jameson or my something. My roadie beer. People would be like, oh. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're the big roadie guy, huh? Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of roadies, did you hear Eddie Van Halen died? Yeah, and uh, I was thinking about it, and actually, like his riffs were actually really good. Like you take for granted how good he was as a guitarist, because it's like it's like the standard he set was like, oh yeah, that's guitaring, that's like good. But and people people uh, they acknowledge it and they imitate it. So you're like, oh yeah, there's a lot of people that do what he does, but he is the originator. He like he, he uh, that that sound he came up with was not there before he did it. So see, I never know what to think on when people like this die in something that I don't under. I don't like all that stuff you said about his sound. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, no, it's 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 very specific to him. So when people like other bands do that sound, they're like, oh, yeah, he, they were influenced by Eddie Van Halen. Right. So the first I mean, I knew about Van Halen before 1984 mm-hmm. that album, but that's not the music I listened to. So like Fair Warning and Van Halen. Yeah, I wasn't a that. huge Van Halen fan either. Like I knew like the biggest song I knew they did was uh, the remake of Pretty Woman and the remake of You Really Got Me, mm-hmm. which yeah. was Roy Orbison and the Kinks. Yep. And so I didn't really pick up on that sound. So I don't know enough about music to know that that was his sound specifically. And I, whenever somebody like this dies and somebody goes, yeah, that person was the originator. I always think of like, how much of this is bullshit and how much of it is real? Like, as opposed to when, when Thomas Sowell dies and someone says, man, that guy could write. Yeah. And I'll be like, yes, he could. Well, if you listen to people that are very into music and the guitaring, especially, and they go, oh. Did you just call it guitaring? Guitaring. What What? what, what should I say? I said <laughs> guitaristas. <I don't> <laughs> um, the guitar. <laughs> they're into that. They And they go, how much, how many uh, artists or how many bands were influenced by him? You go, oh, shit, yeah. And they, like, you'll you'll do documentaries about bands you're into. And you go, okay, what are your influences? And they'll say, Eddie Van Halen was one of them. And, they'll, and then you'll listen and they'll say, this riff right here really got me, like, like really into it. And this is how I started my guitaring because I really wanted to be able to do what he did. So yeah. Well, but it's impressive. like a lot of the people in the grunge era, the nineties, they said their big influences, uh, or as the way you, you put it influences, <laughs> uh, are the replacements Minneapolis band here mm-hmm. that never saw huge commercial fame, but it was, it was a big deal. Yeah. You know, everybody was into the replacements. And I don't hear that in those sounds. Like Kurt Cobain said, yeah, the replacements. And I just, I don't hear it. So I just take their word I for it. I hear some Van Halen in in, uh, in their music, so. I could see that. Like a lot of grunge has their, their – there's 
there's nods to that kind of 80s, you know, um, rock or, or pop rock is what that was, I guess. Yeah. Is that what you call that? I guess. So I thought pop rocks were something totally different. <laughs> Good for sex. <sighs> Besides, uh, and, and Fireball, right? <laughs> Besides uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen dying, has anything else happened in the last three, four days? No, nothing. And, right? you know, it's going to be hard to come up with topics tonight because politically – been so mellow yeah lately. i mean nothing's going on yeah it's not like the president got covid so right it's today. uh the seventh today wednesday yeah and there's a, a debate going on tonight between kamala harris and um is it pence, re- mike pence is it really going to be a debate it's going to be kamala harris going donald trump caused all racism mike pence just making a face like i, I don't know where that comes i from. honestly don't know how this is going to go kamala harris all she ever does is make accusations. Yeah. That's all she does. She'll be like, and I know this is podcast, it's not video, but I wouldn't be surprised to see her her debate equivalent of like being pointing to Mike Pence and going racist and looking at the audience going, am I right? Yeah. That's, that is what passes for an argument for her. Yeah. She's not good at it. And uh, I don't think Pence is going to get rattled. I think he's probably going to slide a shot or two in there. Um but I just I expect her to basically forget that Pence is there and go off on Donald Trump, and Pence just isn't gonna be like. Well, is this is this fired the, up about the debate they're gonna have the plexiglass shields between them and like the fourteen feet and all mm-hmm. that? So they might as well have been just doing this via Skype. Yeah. Right. Really. Yeah. So I don't think Harris is gonna. She's not gonna move the needle for anybody. I don't expect Pence to because he's just not a. He's not a charismatic figure no pence is a perfect vice president yeah doesn't make mistakes real reliable yeah you know so i think watch watch though most of the mainstream media will say two things kamala harris won pointing out trump's record blah 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 and uh uh wouldn't we be better off if mike pence was president well doesn't pence have to he really needs to point out the fact that she's um pro like riots pro he will antifa he'll but do is he gonna do a good job of that i don't know pence well enough to know if he's gonna be able to like drive that home or if it's gonna just i don't know like if he'll drive it flat. home but he's gonna be a slow and steady wins the race because she because she is the one that donated to the the defense funds of these motherfuckers that are rapists and whatever wasn't that uh, wasn't it called the motherfucking defense fund? the motherfucking defense fund <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is so if you look it up that's what she's into. But and then she's always talking about how, you know, we need to have more protests. And, and by protest, she means riots. Right. Um, but we need to have more of this in the streets. And this is how shit's get, shit gets done. He's like, no, this is how the society crumbles. And he, I hope he can drive that home. I don't know. I'm going to watch a, it tonight. You are a little drunk. You can hear my slurring. <laughs> Everybody, just forgive my slur. For, forgive Crow's slurring. You're getting a little blinky, too. A little blinky, a little slurry. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, well, it's mostly because I talked your ear off before we got started yeah. here. Uh, I think Pence will do fine, but I guarantee you they'll say, Harris won, Pence didn't win anybody over, but wouldn't the world be a better place if Mike Pence was president right now? Which is ridiculous yeah. because – Comparing him to Donald Trump on the conservative versus yeah, liberal can't. scale. Yeah, I mean, Trump is so much – Trump Trump is more or less a Democrat with with uh, re- 
with conservative fiscal tendencies. But with Pence, I, I do get the feeling that he would get kind of just like any other, like a like a Romney. He would get um, now he wouldn't change stances like Romney, but he would get rolled over like Romney. He wouldn't stand up for himself like like Trump does. No I, way. I think he would, but he's just not charismatic. There's so he wouldn't be able to. He wouldn't be able to pull it off. So he he would try, and then he'd see that it's not working, and then he he'd have to capitulate. I think. I think he would be pragmatic. Yeah, but I also don't think he'd roll over. You don't? No. Oh, I would no. hope so. I, You know what? I hope you're right. Yeah. Um, so the joke we're making, obviously, is that President Trump got COVID, tested positive yeah. for COVID. And the freaking out from the media was insane. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was – first of all, it was good, I hope he dies – and this isn't all the media, but I'm just talking about the blue, Twitter sphere yeah, out there. Yeah, the blue check marks. Blue check marks. And can you imagine if President Obama was in and got uh, and got COVID and yeah, they the, said, the, I whoever, hope he dies. Yeah, whoever said that would be excoriated. Yeah, they'd be like racist. From the right. From the right. Not just the left. The yes, right. Exactly. The right would be like, yeah. uh, cut out. That's our president. Um, but, you know, when he got out of the hospital a couple of days later, you know, he left early, according to the media. Um, and he wasn't wearing his mask. Can you believe it? Wasn't wearing his mask. And uh, so he leaves the hospital and they're like, nobody says when he's walking to Marine One, because he came in on the helicopter, uh, Mr. President, how are you feeling? You okay? Yeah. It was, are you a super spreader now? You know, are you going to wear your mask? Well, then, Do you regret the way you've set, talked, yeah. uh, dismissed COVID? Yeah. And then he walks up a bunch of stairs to get to his balcony to, to come out there and make his statement. And they're like, he's out of breath. He's, the COVID really got his lungs. It's like, fuck you. He's it probably like did. 70 something years old. No, he's 70 something years old and just 74. Walked, a of, walked about a flight of fucking stairs. And, they go, and then he took his mask off. And it's like, he's in an isolated area of the he's, White House. Fuck you. He's outside by himself. Oh my God. Yeah, outside. But then he put, then he took the mask off as he walked in. Do you know how many people work for the president? It's like, he's in a private residence. That's his actual private residence that the balconies off of fuck you one of the ones i liked was he uh you know he had all those supporters outside the media didn't really want to show you know outside the hospital mm-hmm. or cheering for him and everything yeah so he gets in his car in the the beast and they drive him out there excuse me and he has his mask on and he's waving to people and they're like how irresponsible is this think of the danger he put those secret service men in oh my god wait the people who signed up to jump in front of the president and take bullets. Yeah. You know? And they're saying, no, 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 that's different because he subjected them to well, danger. He subjects them to danger everywhere he goes. Well, then the whole, like, his inner circle is starting to come down with COVID, right? Yep. Um, Kaylee McEnany, she got tested. I'm impressed you got that out. Yeah, with my with my, <laughs> drink, my, my, my Jameson. Uh yeah, I've got like a half a half a what is this? Let's look here. This is uh, thirty three hundred seventy five milli- milliliters. <laughs> oh, I almost got that too. Milliliters is tough when you're sober. It was full. I'm like, uh, I got about like a. But you know what the funny part? Three is? fingers left. A friend of mine in college once told me. He said, "You know, you reach that point where you realize that you're drunk. Yeah, that you're, you know, and if you just keep drinking, you're probably just going to throw up. Yeah. You know, and at this point." You know, I've got I've got three just, fingers left. I should be okay. If right? you go, if you say, if I just keep drinking, <laughs> I'm just wasting alcohol and just. And he goes, 
but you do it anyway. Yep. Um, That's a stage you're at right now. You should yeah. just put the cap on that and Cap should go on that, but yeah. uh, I even forgot my point, so whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. Jameson. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Uh, you said Kaylee McEnany. And I yeah, so she, she ended up with uh, with uh, getting tested positive. She has no symptoms. So right. she's asymptomatic, um, which is a lot of people at this point because the virus is not what it was when it initially came over from China. They say the viral loads are down. So what happens is initially it was bad. It, there, there were like really dire consequences for getting COVID initially. Um and so what Trump did initially was a good idea was stop the the stop the uh, people from coming over from it China. It was racist and he didn't really yeah, stop he them. Yeah, was xenophobic, right? Well, no, it was racist and he didn't really stop them. Yeah. So if if we would have initially done like the draconian methods that we're doing right now like in these blue states like Minnesota where we like totally shut down all the bars and restaurants and we everybody has to be outside wearing masks and all that and social distancing and no parties whatever but apparently still selling jameson yeah it would have made a difference but but at this point you have to allow for the fact that the viral 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 load is lower and that just like any other time we've had these these um viruses uh, like what was it the uh, the the avian flu uh, H1N1 the swine flu, um, they were scary and actually they were more deadly because they actually um, were more deadly to children. Yeah, like the I think it was the the swine flu, uh, H1N1 same thing. Yeah, affected children more. So they should have actually, if you think about it, they should have like done a, st- a stringent lockdown immediately. But they didn't have to because Obama was president. Yeah. Because, the fact that he was president yeah. was just going to save us. So right now, so nobody, and the thing is, nobody's denying that COVID was deadly and is, it is serious. We're, we're not saying it's not serious because even the flu is serious because we don't want people going out and spreading just the regular seasonal flu. You know what? I'm going to deny it was deadly. Do you know why? I wouldn't argue, I guess. Well, and the reason being is you can say, well, 210,000 people have died. Right. That's true. But the worst of that has been in states where we put people infected in nursing facilities where it ran rampant. New York and Minnesota are two of those. Yeah. Minnesota has something like 1,700 deaths. And and, and the local Minnesota news will not acknowledge any of that shit. And, you know, they want to focus on, like, Florida. I don't know what Florida's death total is right offhand. I could Google search it. I'm not going to bother right now. But I think Florida is something like 20% of what New York is. Yeah. You know, and New York has the highest total of all of them. You can say, well, that's a that's a busy city. Right. But the average age of death in this country is 81. You know, the, av- the average lifespan. The average age of people dying from corona was 88. Yeah. Well, so it, it not only impacted older people worse, we didn't protect them the way we should yep. have. And we actually put them at risk by putting even people that weren't elderly. We were putting um, non-elderly people into nursing homes. Yes. In Some order of them to, beat in, the in, shit out in, of the residents. Yeah, in order to save the hospitals from the corona of, you know experience i guess is how you want to yeah, put it yeah stopping them from being overwhelmed but but it never happened it never got close to happening and it was a fucking waste of time and now we're having doctors and nurses being like furloughed or being laid off because there's because they're because they they've 
set aside these um, wings or these like a, a majority of hospitals for dealing with corona and it never happened, never came to be. Yeah. That's why that's one of the reasons they had all these uh TikTok videos of the doctors like playing games because they were bored. They had nothing to do. They had no patients to deal with because it wasn't this like massive influx of corona patients. So they could sit there and they could do all these fucking like crazy uh TikTok, TikTok videos. videos. But no don't forget they they went out in the parking lots and took a knee too. And if you look at like uh Netherlands and the Netherlands and Sweden. Uh Sweden um, the way their government is set up, Sweden is not competent. Their government is not competent. So let's not talk. About well, they're not exactly Italians. Yeah, but they, but they, they didn't have the power to shut down society. So basically, what they did was just let herd herd, herd immunity uh, take its, you know, its toll. Well, they did. To be fair, they did suggest that people wear masks. Yeah, they did. So suggest if, social if, if you could and you would, and and the society as a general generally stated that that society is, um, like a trusting society. They're homogenous. They're, they're like we want to look out for each other. So what they did was they 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 it, took their recommendations and they ran with it right. instead of saying you're going to get fined for this. They go, well, we would appreciate it if you do this. They go, okay, we'll do it. Yeah. I, but they didn't develop herd immunity. But the Netherlands, which is right next door, did like a very not, not really right next door to Sweden. Uh, a, a country and a half away. <laughs> okay. Um, they they got draconian about it, and their their death rates are just as high, if not higher. Yeah. And their infection rates are higher. Yeah. So, what the hell did you do? I'm 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 drunk and and I'm gesturing I'm gesticulating <laughs> wildly and I hit my soundboard. I didn't even see you hit it. So yeah, I, I hit it. Um, yeah, everybody's gonna be like that fucking crow. He <laughs> needs to stop drinking. Are we gonna have to intervention that guy? Um, so I'm but, staging a mini one right yeah, now. Yeah, he just uh, Rooster just pulled the bottle the bottle away from me and put the cap on. Good, this is me good putting, move. This is me putting the cap on. I appreciate that, Rooster. Jameson, right? There. I'm not. I'm not even going to argue. <laughs> but the Netherlands has higher rates of infection, higher rates of death than Sweden, which didn't do the draconian lockdowns. So, but the the media is not going to point that out to you, and the government's not going to tell you that 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 that's you know that's a. Uh, well, they want to talk about. They want to talk to you about the United States has had more fatalities from it than just about any other country. And in fact, probably yeah, the we most. we had a huge spike in the beginning. But we're also one of the most populous countries. Right. And we take a shitload of people through New York and California. Well, and New York put people in nursing homes. Yeah. It caused more infection. Yep. And on top of that, um, you know, if you look at the per capita deaths per thousands or whatever, we're one of the lower countries. Yeah. So, I mean, you yeah. can play with the numbers all you yeah, want. Yeah, we have a shitload of numbers to deal with here. 200,000 people is a lot of dead people. No, I think we're up to 210 now. There's no arguing that. But when most of them are older than the age of the average lifespan in this country. And, and come on, let's let's talk about the fact that they're designating COVID deaths that aren't really COVID deaths. Well, and I don't want to get too conspiratorial. There is definitely some of that. I don't know what the percentage is. I don't is. either. Even if it's 1%, I mean, then you can say, well, it's 1%. It's not that big a deal. But maybe it's higher. I yeah. don't know. And we've said before about people who test positive who didn't take the test. Because yeah. if you don't take the test in Minnesota, you test positive. 
So, but I was I was disturbed when Trump was leaving the hospital and there wasn't a single reporter saying, at least that I heard, who said, Mr. President, how you doing? Yeah. It was all, are you a super spreader? Yep. Why don't you have your like, mask fuck on? You, Trump, basically. Yeah. And so, you know, they were getting, they were saying he's setting this terrible example because, you know, he uh, he's leaving the hospital too soon. He's not putting his mask on. And Chris Cuomo went on about it forever and goes, you know, and he did a reshoot so he can use it for his campaign. And then they pointed out, well, Chris, you didn't wear your mask when you were in your basement. I'm using air quotes. Because you weren't in your fucking basement the whole time. Yeah, we're in a studio. Well, I don't know if he was in a studio, but he was living in his house with his family. Yeah. He wasn't isolated. Well, he went out, too. And he he, he like, got busted going yeah, went out. to different properties. Without his yeah. mask on. And so you can talk about, you know, hey, he did a reshoot. But you staged your whole, ooh, here's me walking out of the basement. Yeah. And he had to sneak in his little sweaty, just worked out. It happens. You know? And then his fucking bare ass walk out in the deck in front of us. Didn't you see that? Yeah. I, I mean, God. It's pretty cringy. See, I think someone should call him a sex offender because of that. Be like, you're a sex offender, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> but right, yeah, he even dropped uh, bullshit on the air. He let's goes, do some uh, 3,000 questions about me. What is your greatest regret? <laughs> My what? My greatest regret. <laughs> <laughs> Letting you drink before this podcast. I sound like Barbara, Barbara Walters. <laughs> what is your way this wig wet? <laughs> Mowage. <laughs> Mowage. If you were a twee, what twee would you be? What is Mowage your greatest is regret, what damn it? Today. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Not. <laughs> Not working out more at a younger age. Think, not saving more money. I yeah, think saving more there's money. There's probably quite a bit more. Saving more money. Money. Been able to focus and get into the field that I'm good at. What mechanical repair? Yes, the- absolutely. That's exactly <laughs> the the field that one. House to be painting. In. Yes, house painting. <laughs> Plumbing. <laughs> yes. Cleaning up after people. There you go. Bodily fluids. <laughs> a bodily fluid re- uh, um, repair. Cleaner upper. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think mine is probably the idea of saving money. Yeah. I tell my kids all the time, I quiz them and say, what, what is money? And they're like, uh, the thing you buy stuff with? I'm like, no, no, no. And my oldest gets it'll be like security. I'm like, mm. yep, that's what it is. There we are. The more you have, the, you know, it's like the more hardship you can withstand and the more, you know, it's not about what you want to buy as much as, you know, the idea that if the world falls apart, you can... You know, you're okay. Yeah, you're you're not going to be uh, in dire straits. Yeah, so it's not about accumulating more wealth. It's just a, about having enough to be secure and know you're fine. So, I've I've heard the phrase a lot about having a big pile of fuck you money. Yeah. So that you can perfect. If you've got a job you hate, you know, and you're 40 years old, and you go, geez, maybe now's the time to try something else. Well, and the, with cancel culture. We're dealing with people trying to get your life ruined for saying the wrong or feeling the wrong thing. It's nice to say, yeah, try. Come at me, bro. (laughs) My dad knew a guy who worked for a really shitty company for a long time, way longer than he thought anybody ever could. And uh, when the guy finally retired one day, he asked some of the other guys who were working at that company, how did that guy stick around so long? They said, oh, he's got a huge pile of fuck you money. So every day that he came into work, 
that was just miserable. He could just be like, I could fucking quit this job anytime yeah. I wanted. I'm going to go play golf. But, I yeah. mean, just the idea that he goes, I don't have to take this shit from them today if I don't want to, yeah. which made it easier for him to take. Yeah. Just going, you know what, tomorrow I could decide not to be here. So yeah, I like it. That's my biggest regret. How would you, Rooster, how would you like to die? Uh, very quickly and without knowing it. Mm-hmm. I've said I want to live to about the age of like 85, be in reasonably good health, step off the no curb. No decline, right. Step off the curb and be hit by a bus. Yeah. Just like be here. Like my last words would be, oh, sh-, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, I've seen people die of like ALS and Alzheimer's yeah. and stuff. Oh, just a slow decline. Yeah, That's not, not the way to go. There's also something to be said for, you know, knowing you got a year and you got to get your house in order. Yeah, I know. I think for me it would be like uh, sex. That's how it wouldn't die. Like, and like, scar the person you're with for life. It's like, it's like this is amazing. <laughs> Perfect. Well, wasn't that the Richard Pryor joke? So you could come and go at the same time. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> that's that's the way to go. Yeah. One more. Um what is your motto, Rooster? Do you have a motto? I probably do. Um, I don't know. I've always liked that one from uh, from uh, Shawshank Redemption. Is get busy living or get busy dying? Oh, but I can't. One. I can't think of. Uh, I, you know, you said last time. It's like, gosh, I'd like to have more time to think about this. I there's probably a couple that are sitting out there that I'm going. Oh, that would have been a perfect answer that I'll come up with later. Um, is it th- something from Justified? <laughs> That's a great show. By no, the way. it's just the, yeah, the, the best show ever. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff from that one that's not necessarily from there, but yeah. you know, like the if you get up every, if you get up and the first person you run into is an asshole, you probably ran into an asshole. If everybody you ran into was an asshole, you're, you're the, the asshole. asshole. <laughs> that's a great that is a great line. It's not a motto. You know, it's hard for me because there's so many like good quotes that I love. That could probably be mottos, and I don't know. I It sounds sort of stupid, but I think at this point in my life, it's probably, as much as this will seem funny to a lot of my friends, be nice and be positive. You know? Yeah. There's that, uh, I, I love poems, and there's that one solitude, you know, it's laugh and the world laughs with you kind of thing. I showed that to my oldest the other day, and I said, do you know what this poem says? And he's like, no. And I said, it mean, it, what it says in a nutshell is, People want to be around happy people, and if you're going to be a sad person, you're going to be alone. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a great line in there that says, uh, the sad old earth must borrow its mirth but has trouble enough of its own. People don't want to deal with your shit. Yeah. How's that? Yep. So be positive and be kind. It's a a weak-ass motto, but it's mine. Well, I've got a weak-ass motto, but I'm sure there's a better way to say this, but don't be a sheep. Yeah. Don't just follow. Because it's the easy path or the easy road. Yeah, I was thinking of two more of these that I don't know if they're necessarily mottos or just pieces of advice, but, you know, I tell this to my kids all the time. Life isn't fair. It's not fair. Nope. You know, some people cheat. Some people lie. Some people steal. You know, and if you are waiting around for things to be fair, they never will be. So just, I mean, you want to be be as fair as possible. You know, you hope that, um, you know, when you treat people... You know, when you're treating people one way, treat everybody that way. You know, I mean, be fair in your own dealings. But the idea that 
everything's going to be fair and equitable. It's just not. So cut it out. Yeah. The other thing is, you know, one of the best pieces of advice I got was, you know, just it's as simple as do what you'll do what you say and say what you'll do. Yeah, that's that's a you good know? motto. It's it's a cheap, it's a same way of saying walk the walk, talk the talk. You know. All right. All right. So Joe Biden was creepy again. You ready for this one? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm always ready for creepy Biden. <laughs> so he was at this campaign event in Miami, I think it is, uh, at the Little Haitian Cultural Center. Biden closed his remarks by uh, quipping to the crowd, "The good news is for me, I'm here. The bad news is for you, I'm coming back. Coming back." You know what I think is that's just sort of him trying to be humble. And then he looks around the crowd and he sees uh, these Haitian girls on the side and he says, and I want to see these beautiful young ladies and I want to see them dancing when they're four years older, too. And, you know, immediately everybody was like, what? And so his campaign responds by basically citing Article 2 of the... uh, of the Constitution that basically says the president will serve for four years kind of thing. Yeah, no. I that get the, cut it. Sort of, this is what they responded with, highlighted the, he shall hold his office during the term of four years. That is a that is an ass-covering yeah. sort of, and even if Joe was trying to say that, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. That is the creepiest fucking way to say okay. that. So let's say you're in charge of Joe Biden's... Um, uh, like political um, recovery team, like they like you're the you're the team that like when he fucks up, you have to fix what he just fucking said, right? If you're that person and he said this, like after watching that, he goes, "I will eat your ass, I'll do it." <laughs> what would you say was his reason for saying that? <laughs> uh, I would simply point out that uh, Joe's said a lot of weird stuff before. Remember that time he said and picked something out and be like, you know, that was weird. That was way weirder than this is. So, okay. But what, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I mean, like, this isn't near as weird as when he said other weird stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, Joe is who Joe is. And uh, we know Joe's going to say some things out of context sometimes. But, I mean, if you're trying to make, say this was weird, I mean, look, he's been way weirder before. Mm-hmm. So, you know. This, by comparison, just not that weird. And if you did that while sniffing some young girl, it'd be a lot harder, I suppose. He's just, let's be honest, even if you like the guy, he's fucking creepy. Yeah. If you want Joe Joe Biden in office, whatever your reason is, you can't deny the fact that he's fake as fuck. He will go whatever direction the political wind blows. He will do whatever his handlers tell him. He's just he's just a swamp. He's like the epitome of political swamp. Listen, Crow, you may think Joe Biden is creepy, but let me point out Donald Trump's flaws. <laughs> exactly. That's that, what they do yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's what happens. It's like it's like they won't acknowledge the fact that yeah, he's a creeper and he is a fucking swamp being and he'll tell you everything you want to hear. He was uh, he's as racist as can get. He's he's as racist as any politician is today. If you want to point out, if you want to rank the most racist politi- politicians today, he's at the top of the list. Uh yeah. I mean, eulogizing a KKK member. Mm-hmm. He I 
You know, they'll so, saying that he doesn't want his kids to be in the uh, in the ghetto swamp or the uh, in the jungle, the jungle ghetto jungle, because you know he doesn't want a diverse uh, uh, group of kids in his school. Poor kids are just as smart as white kids. Yeah, you I know, mean, there's just there's just so many examples. Listen, you ain't black. Yeah, you know, let me man. Yeah, look, man, you come on, black man, come on, man, come on. No, I. When it comes to Trump, you know. People who defend Biden will say, well, look at this stuff Trump says. And the first thing I think a lot of Trump supporters will say is, yeah, he says some stuff I don't like. He called African countries shithole countries. No, he didn't. No, he said, let's face it. There's a lot of shithole countries out there. Yeah. And there are. But those Africans, that's what he meant. Oh, yeah. It was that's, a dog, was it? I, I love how... How people get to take your your uh, statements, dog whistle, and tell you what you meant when you yeah. said what you said. Yeah, you know, it, the my favorite one is uh, Bill Clinton gets up there and goes, "We all know what make America great again means, don't we? You know, we know what it meant. We know what it meant." And uh, then they play clips of Clinton running for president, going, "We're going to make America yeah. great again." <laughs> that didn't mean Jim Crow at all. That's, that's not what I meant when I said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good Clinton. It sounds better in my head than I think it does. <laughs> you guys will have to uh, comment and tell yeah. me how good my cl- scale from one to ten. Uh, Crow's drunk, so he, he has no. Uh, he can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been drunk in my life. <laughs> I've been high as fuck. <laughs> I, I, did been, not, I did not. I did not. I've been lit like a space shuttle, but I've never been drunk. Um, yeah, you. If you came to me and said, "Is Trump a racist?" I would say, I honestly don't think he's a racist. No. But if you came and said, is he a misogynist? I would say probably a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. I mean, if he says, yeah, I like to have a lot of beautiful women around me, you know? Sure. I think uh, if Trump had the choice between choosing a man for a job or a woman for a job, the reason he would pick the woman is she either looks really good or it's going to play really well in the media or both. Yeah. You know? Yep. He's If it comes down to all things being equal, he's picking the guy. Yeah. So, I mean, have you seen Carly Fiorino's face? <laughs> According to Trump, yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's the face of a loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it's just it's funny. Yeah, you know, he we get the but but like you can you can argue the misogyny thing. You can go, okay, fine, whatever. He says some shit. I get it. I understand that. But the racism thing does not fucking fly. What does pretty much every Trump supporter you know say when people ask him, ask you about Trump, and they go, God, I just hate the things he says. They all go, I wish he'd cut back on the tweeting. Yeah. Now, I don't I don't like the way he says stuff sometimes, but he has a great point that that's his opportunity to speak right to his followers. It yeah. doesn't have to get washed through the media. So, I, I don't know. I just think it's... Uh, I, I think the media can't see its own bias, and it's just right there in front of them like that. It's crazy. Well, we, we've had Facebook posts with friends that have tried to say that uh, he's a racist, and uh, he said that uh, that your friends, yeah, they ain't my friends, yeah, he said that uh, white supremacists, um, you know, stand back or what Proud Boys, which which are I guess right now the supposedly the white supremacists of the nation, which. Which they aren't. Uh, he told them to stand back and stand by. So I mean, he's dog whistling. No, stand by and stand down. Yeah, stand down. So stand there you, down. There you and have stand it. He's by. a racist. Yeah, he did exactly what Chris Wallace told him to do. I mean, I mean, he he brought him up by name. It's like because that's what Biden was shouting at him. 
Yeah. That's what Chris, Chris Wallace was shouting at him. I mean, he's going to be like, oh, sure. What, okay, sure. Whatever. Stand by. And he, I, you have to admit that he probably misspoke there because he was basing that response on Chris Wallace saying, can you tell your uh, the white supremacists or the, the militias to, 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 to not escalate? Back. To not escalate? No, he said stand yeah, back. Stand, stand, stand back and not escalate. And and he goes sure sure why not stand back stand I mean and yeah. that's stand by it, it's it wasn't like the most eloquent thing but it wasn't like he's not the most eloquent guy yeah but and it wasn't like it wasn't wrong what he said either by the way and I'm gonna say this I know you'll forget because you're drunk yeah but uh, you were right on Chris Wallace and I was wrong <laughs> oh I won't forget this yeah you will <laughs> you'll in fact you'll be editing this and going holy shit he said that I don't remember him saying that yeah. no Chris Wallace is turned out to be a real douche and the reason i say that is the way he was with um uh, i can't remember the guy's first name cortez is like one of the re-elect trump guys he was getting into it with him on wallace's show and and uh the part that bugged me the most was they were mad at trump's entourage his family and everything because they came into the cleveland college or cleveland state or whatever college that was where they did the debate and they didn't wear masks even though the college said, hey, you need to. Uh, and they asked him for masks, and they didn't. And Wallace said, well, why didn't they wear masks? Well, because they didn't fucking want to, Chris. How's that? Well, the rules were this. And so Cortez goes, <laughs> people can decide for themselves. And Wallace pauses and goes, well, no, actually, they can't. And I'm like, that's the shit that bothers me. Yeah. No, you can make your own decisions. Yep. You know, If you're scared about COVID and you don't want to go out to the grocery store, Call and have your groceries delivered. Yeah, and here's the but thing. that doesn't mean that when I go, I have to wear one. And I don't think you're an asshole for being concerned about COVID. I don't, I'm not going to make What do you think I'm an asshole for? There's plenty of things, but <laughs> we, we won't get into that right now. You, you took my Jameson away from me. You uh, put the cap on. I think everyone is, I think everyone's applauding me for that. And you put it out of reach. Yeah, I think everyone's applauding me for that right now. But I don't, if, if you are concerned about COVID, I'm not going to say, well, what an idiot. What a prick. No. Yeah, that, that's up to you. But in a, in a, saying it in, your in, head, a, in a free society, it's up to you whether or not you want to not go and swim in the ocean, uh, even if there's a lifeguard or not. It's up to you whether or not you want to get into a car and drive, whether or not people die all the time from car accidents. You know, it's 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 up to you to decide if your your safety is more important than your you know, expedience or convenience. But. Uh, they keep trying to tell us that uh, COVID. No, you're not just saving yourself. You're you're looking out for your neighbor and your wife and your grandfather and your my neighbor's uh, my neighbor's safety is not my business. No, it's not. You don't get to decide though for yourself if those last three fingers of Jameson are a good idea. <laughs> the, the listeners will decide. No, the listeners know. Like, thank God, Rooster. Somebody stop that guy. He was having a hard time saying minimum. Pretty much minimum, incoherent minimum. Yeah, if I exactly. had porn. Yeah. yeah. As you look at it fondly. <laughs> no, I'm, like, I'm like smacking my lips looking at that bottle. Um, I do need to shit on some governors quick before All we're right. uh, out of time here. Uh, so Tim Walls, our beloved governor here in the, uh, in the People's Republic of Minnesota. Oh, he's such a nice guy, though. Oh, yeah. He's a nice guy. Are we going to make this political? Yup. Uh, I can't stand him. I... I've gotten to the point where I feel like I want to start going to Tim Walls events just to follow him around and yell at him. <laughs> yeah, why not? I have never been a person who would ever consider doing that. And now I just want to go scream at the guy. So he has this mask mandate in place, won't give up his uh, emergency powers, blah, 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 all that stuff. Although it's rumored 
and you know take that for what it is that he was willing to trade the mask mandate for a bonding bill you know so it's real important until it's a bargaining chip yeah so but he was out at some campaign event for somebody else in a restaurant not wearing a mask not socially distancing you know uh doing the elbow handshake thing and yucking oh, with, it up within and everything. like three feet of the person yeah. who's elbowing yeah so fuck off tim yeah you know so what would if you saw Tim in person, like you were at a restaurant, and all of a sudden, oh shit, Tim Walls is like walking by me? Would you? What would you say? Would you say fuck you off? Miser- you you miserable authoritarian fuck. piece of shit. You miserable fuck. You're a terrible human being. You're an authoritarian piece of shit. You're ruining the state. Fuck off. Yeah. And if I wouldn't get in trouble for it, with uh, you know, would you stick high with him? the cops? No. Oh, with okay. the cops, I'd be like, I'd love to take you outside and work you over. Yeah. You know, gotta hate him. Yeah, he's, he's, he, and the thing is, he tries to come off as, I'm so reasonable. I'm such a mild-mannered guy. It's just, it only makes sense what I'm doing. No, he's, he's a dipshit. Yep. He's a, he's a fucking dummy, and he's authoritarian. I did find out, although I don't, this was one from one source, I don't know if it's true. You know, he he uh, was in the Minnesota National Guard yeah. forever, but he managed to get out before they got deployed. I heard that. Yeah, that was. I don't know, know I if that's that. true. It would I bet be, it is. It would be. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it was true. I would also not be surprised if it was something so, someone yeah, said. Yeah, so as soon as they, as soon as he found out they were going to uh, get deployed, he, he knew he could get out, and he got out. I mean, look, if you knew your time was up and you didn't want to go to Afghanistan, fine. Go ahead. Yeah. But don't tell me But this is I, the same motherfucker that was talking shit about the, the National Guard, saying, oh, if you bring in the... If you bring in troops, it's just a bunch of fucking young kids and cooks and shit. They don't know what they're fucking doing. No, that was that was Trump said everybody was cowards. Oh, was that Trump? Okay, gaslighting motherfucker. <laughs> uh, the next one I want to shit on is uh, Tony Evers, the uh, spineless little bitch in uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin governor. Oh. The guy who looks completely lost all the time. Yeah. Not prepared for the job. I'm sorry. And people go, well, you think you could run a state? Now, yes, I, yes, I do. Wasn't Scott Walker the Scott Walker was the, the governor Tony before? Evers and he was, was a one. good governor. And well, he depends, had so much shit to go through. The teachers union got Tony yeah. Evers in. And he has been uh, terrible. I mean, he can't he can't govern a state. Yeah. So he, he was rolling over his executive powers like Walls is. But the Wisconsin uh, state constitution says those powers are only good for 30 days, period. So they took him away from him. Well, I think yesterday, it might have gone into effect today or yesterday maybe, he put uh, he took capacity in restaurants from 50% to 25% now. For what fucking reason? Then you might as well say fuck you to the to the businesses because they can't survive yeah, on exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. They can't survive on the 50%. No, they can't. So if you drop it down, you might as well say, hey, close I mean, shop. Going into file winter? For, file for bankruptcy right now. They're not going to – I mean, like right now – you could eat outside at a restaurant probably for another couple of weeks. Then it's going to start getting uncomfortable. Yeah. And he's doing this, you know, 25% capacity. And the worst part about this is um, he is he's violating the state constitution and doing it from what I understand. But the legislature can't do anything about it until they meet again, which is like another 30 days from now. So well, he's basically doing it for free. So that's Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm. But Minnesota is the same. Minnesota has their – Every time you look around and you look, oh, remember this restaurant I really, really liked? I'd like to go back there again. They're like, their doors are closed and they're like, we don't know if we're reopening. And, and that's happening way more than the media is reporting. Well, but specifically for restaurants, restaurants need to order food ahead of time. Yeah. 
And they, you usually, when you're in a restaurant, you're getting deliveries on like Tuesday and Friday. Okay, so you're ordering enough stuff on, fr- on Tuesday to get you to Friday, which gets you through the weekend. That's why you see a lot of specials on Monday because yeah. it's sort of what they have left over kind of thing. They're trying to use it up. So now these restaurants have been ordering based on a capacity they think they're going to have, and now you just cut it in half. Yeah. So people sit, may say, that's not a ton of money. No, it could be thousands of dollars for a restaurant. Yeah, these, these and Minnesota and that food just doesn't keep. Minnesota was known for having like this eclectic, you know, a foodie kind of thing. Like not only the food in the restaurants, but for the breweries, and they're uh, they're facing the same shit. They they can't they can't function at this level. Well, the worst of the worst, save the best for last, is Gretchen fucking Whitmer oh, again. She's such a fucking cunt. She is. Uh, went to. Uh, her, you know, she keeps rolling her powers over. And, Michigan, right? Yep. Yeah. Went to the Michigan Supreme Court. Well, first of all, a while back, the Michigan, both Michigan's House and Senate are Republican. She's a Democrat. They took her powers away from her. She didn't give them up. Yeah. So then they took it to the Supreme Court, state Supreme Court in Michigan, and they said, no, nope, these powers aren't good. She goes, I'm just going to find another way to do it. And I've got 30 days to do whatever I want. This is not about safety anymore it is about compliance mm-hmm. it is about i'm going just to like Wallace, make governor walls right Minnesota. but they don't they don't want to play by those rules it's not it's not okay for you to do it but it's okay for them yeah so six months into this shit we've got plenty of time this is not this is not like oh shit we can't figure anything out this is like an emer- an actual emergency that we can't like take 30 days to figure out. It's been six fucking months. You have to get the people, the Congress involved. You have to get the representatives of the people involved in this. And Minnesota's uh, funny because they have like Gretchen has the problem where she's got Republicans in charge right. of the Congress, whereas in Minnesota, Tim Walz has the Senate is Republican, but the Congress is the Democrat. House. Yeah. I mean, the House is Democrat. So they're saying, well, we don't want to do it. We, we don't want to, like, stick our necks out and do anything that might come back on us. You know, what if we're wrong? What if we're wrong? We can let Tim Walls make all the decisions, and they just let him have the fucking power. And every time there's a chance for them to go, you know, maybe we should do our fucking job, and we should make some legislation. They go, nah, he just wants the power. We'll give, we'll give it to him. Yeah. It's, it's fucking, so, it's, it's the worst so way to govern. So once it's granted to him. He never has to give it up. And he doesn't want to give it up. Both both houses, the House and the Senate, have to take it away from him. And right now the House, which is Democrat, won't do it. Nope. And so he has them in perpetuity. Yep. If he wants to keep them until the next election, in which case I think he can be elected for yep. another four years, yep. he if, can keep them. If he was actually a good governor that was actually concerned about the welfare of this constituents, yeah. If he was though, he would say he would go to the to the um, the house and he go, "Do your fucking job." Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the guy who, like you said, called the National Guard when they were trying to call him out for the uh, for the riots. Just a bunch of cooks. Yeah. You know, nineteen-year-old cooks. He said, and then uh, he said of Northern Minnesota, it's just what. Rocks and trees, or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you say, and then you get reporters on the left going, "He didn't say that." Like Esme fucking Murphy, oh. she's like uh, Jason Lewis, who's running against uh, Tina Smith for state sen- for senator of Minnesota, um, not state senator. Uh, 
she said, um, she goes, well, I cover him a lot, and he never said that. Jason was like, yeah, he absolutely said it. She goes, well, I didn't hear it, so I don't think he said it. Then do your fucking job. Like, Esme, this stuff's on fucking tape. Yeah. And then they play it for her, you know? Yeah. Well, she's the one that has uh, Ilan Omar lie to her face and tell her that she's not in a relationship with Tim Annette. And then two weeks later, after she gets married to her, she comes back and has another interview with her and doesn't bring it up. Yeah. Doesn't say it once. What a fucking just complete sellout piece of shit. Well, you know, they get she gets these people on uh, her show about the ballot stuff, you know, about Project Veritas yeah. ballots, and they go, well, those ballots were blank. It doesn't matter. The law says you can have three ballots in your car. This guy had 300. Yeah. You know? And they're like, oh, they set him up. No, it was on his own fucking Instagram. That's where they got half of this evidence from. I like the, uh, the uh, uh, news, Minnesota news uh, station that covered that. Uh, KMS Tom Lydon. Yeah, Tom Lydon. Um, they talked to. Well, you used to have a lot of respect for e- as a reporter. Immediately they said, oh, well, this, this person that was caught by Veritas on tape admitting that he had 300 ballots in his car says that he was set up, that he was offered a bribe to say that by Project Veritas, a $10,000 bribe. Not Project Veritas, but the the Somali... Um, Omar Jamal. Omar Jamal. Um, and then I was listening to the morning show this morning at the... Um, Justice and Drew. Justice and Drew in Minnesota, and they, talk, and they had someone on saying... Uh, no, they had the person, the representative of Project Veritas saying, hey, so this guy, this uh, um, Jamal... Omar hate, Jamal, yeah. Omar Jamal hates this guy wants democracy wants like like clear voting want doesn't want all this corruption and so he's going to go to his enemy that he's talked shit about for years and go hey i'm going to give you some money to to lie about shit that could give you prison time do you want to do it fuck you that's a bull that's bullshit occam's razor tells you that's not what happened okay but let's just say let's just say it was let's say he took it didn't happen but let's just say he did it okay so he took a bribe to have ten thousand dollars to for $10,000 to have 300 ballots in his car. So that's two crimes he's committed. Why admit it for one? Yeah, but my point is, that's like saying, you know, uh, why'd you rob the bank? Well, the guy gave me the gun, told me where the money was. Yeah. You know, well, you still robbed the bank. Right, but he he paid me to do it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's still a fucking crime. Yeah, Minnesota Minnesota media is so in the tank for the Democrats. It's it's the propaganda arm of the Democrats. It's not a lie. That's what they are. Well, maybe you should start by not voting for Ilhan Omar this next time. Maybe I shouldn't. But she's so damn sexy, and she loves white dick. <laughs> maybe you I are a, drunk. Maybe I have a chance. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you drank and I'm sick. Yeah. yeah kind of grossed me out, too. Yeah. On that note. On that note, if you want to get in contact with us, it's Brent, uh, Rooster at BreadandCircusesPodcast.com or Crow at BreadandCircusesPodcast.com. That's our email. Yeah. And uh, you apparently aren't as fed up as you were last time because this time you gave it out. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, or check us out on Facebook at Bread and Circuses Podcast. If you can like, share, give us topic ideas, comment, that would be great. See you, bye.